Welcome to Trigger Talk Radio with your host, Dick Kupke. From handguns to rifles and hunting to self-defense, even a bit of politics. It's time to exercise your First and Second Amendment rights. Call and join the conversation, 734-822-1600. And now, your host, Dick Kupke. Well, good morning and welcome back to Trigger Talk. Here we are, the first show of 2024. Isn't it hard to believe that every year I say that? I mean, uh, actually, interestingly enough, I thought, uh-oh. Um, we were watching, um, oh gosh, uh, the country music uh, New Year's uh, show from Nashville and other places. And they, they switched to um, New York Times Square and just then... The TV went out. <laughs> oh gosh, I had to get another one quickly before the uh, before the game the next day. But uh, yep, it was uh, uh, interesting on on uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, let's see, and Derek will give you all sorts of updated stuff on on the uh, the different games. I'm sure. What what's you gonna What are you gonna talk about tomorrow? Well, obviously, the focal point of tomorrow's program will be the Rose Bowl, the college football playoff semifinal matchup between the Michigan Wolverines and the Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Wolverines victorious over the Crimson Tide, and it certainly did not look good in the fourth quarter when Michigan gave up that go-ahead touchdown to Alabama, but they saved the best for last and pulled it out. Yep. Yep. Did you happen to see what was the other game? Remember all the crying that uh, Florida State did about um, about not being in the top four, and then they really took a schlacking, didn't they? Yeah, they got their butts kicked by Georgia in the Orange Bowl. So I guess in a way, Florida State has nobody to. They have nothing really to sulk about because yeah. the 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 college football playoff committee made the right decision in putting Alabama in over Florida State, even though Florida State had the better resume overall than Alabama. But they they lost like by sixty points, didn't and, they? Yeah, Georgia <laughs> won sixty three to three. I know. <laughs> well, there's an exclamation point on your um, uh, your complaints to the Seminoles, right? So. <laughs> Oh, gosh, let's see. What are we going to talk about today, though? There's all sorts of interesting things. I've been getting emails, um, and I've got, I've got text on this. I got, uh, but I got emails this morning that were, um, hallelujah, hallelujah, from, from um, people who are very happy that uh, Wayne LaPierre has decided to step down from the uh, uh, leadership role he's taken in uh, at the NRA, and I gotta say, and oh, it's it's no coincidence. This is just before his conspiracy and uh, and money laundering or whatever trial he did. No, it's no no coincidence at all. That's amazing. Uh, just I got, I'm gonna spend time with my more uh, more time with my family before I go to jail. So at any, <laughs> at any rate, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, We've got, uh, here we are with our beginning of the year gun shows here in Michigan. We've got the uh, Grand Rapids Gun and Knife Show in at the Four Mile Show Place uh, in Grand Rapids. The Old Time Gun Show in at the Knights of Columbus in Monroe. The uh, 
Chief Okemos Sportsman's Club gun show. That seems pretty good. I said, bet that's by Okemos. It's in Dimondale, which is by Okemos. So <laughs> uh, it's one of the places up there where I always see they have quite a few offerings for um, for hunter safety classes and stuff. So Dimondale's very active, and a, and the Chief Okemos Sportsman Clubhouse is where there's a show this week. And the uh, Livonia Militaria show for tomorrow only. Actually, the Chief Okemos one is tomorrow only. The others are today and tomorrow. Uh, and that is at uh, the Livonia Elks, the Militaria show. And then let's see, Ohio, the Yankee Lake Gun Show in at the Lanky, Yankee Lake Ballroom. That's uh, today and tomorrow. Tri the Tri-State Gun Show in Allen County Fairgrounds in Lima, Ohio. Uh, let's Lima, Lima, you say potato, I say potato. Okay, uh, let's see. I don't even know. I think I asked Derek last time what the real uh, 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 pronunciation was. I think it might be like lima beans, but I'm not sure. Okay, let's see. We uh, let's see. We also Missouri has a Jefferson City gun show for you guys at Jeff City out there. It's at the Disabled American Veterans Building, and the Xander Three Day Gun Show in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then uh, Arizona. Let's see. Is there another one there in uh, the Kansas City Gun Show at the uh, KC Expo Center? And then we've got, uh, lastly, in Arizona for you guys out there, the Glendale Gun Show in Glen at the Glendale Civic Center. That's for today and tomorrow. The Crossroads Tucson Gun Show for today and tomorrow at the Pima County for Fairgrounds. And the Murphy's Yuma Gun Show at the Yuma County Fairgrounds in Yuma, Arizona. We have... Uh, not on hold. He's still talking. Okay, let's see... Um, we have new numbers for CPLs, and I want to say it is, as always, disturbing to me. We actually went up a, like 200 um, CPL holders, the, the approved C, CPL holders. We went from 820,186 uh, 820, to uh, 120,446. So, uh, just a, a piddling number, only 200 and some people in in Jan or in December. Come on, but you know what? The pendings went from 6,800 to 79.53. Over a thousand, it went up, and you've got you know 1,100 added to the pending list, and only 200 were approved. I'd, I, nobody else is asking anything about that, but I think I think we ought to find out if there's a slow walk going. Maybe I can find out. Uh, I have a couple of contacts, but I haven't been successful getting them recently. I'll have to I'll have to reach out. Maybe we can get a uh, fat chance on this. Maybe we can get a Republican uh, to question why it's taking so long for the state to approve the um, the CPLs. Okay. Now, let's see. <clears throat> Here we have Wayne LaPierre retiring as NRA CEO and executive vice president. And he's all smiles and talks about he's 74 years old, and he's been in a leadership role there for 30 to 50 years, which means he's never done much anything else but, but be an NRA wonk, okay? Then he started, it went to his head, and, uh, and he started spending money on all sorts of funny things like, 
like private aircraft trips and and two thousand dollar maybe that's wrong ten thousand dollar suits and uh, you know, all at NRA money and this is from the same people who NRA uh, you know I want to say um, membership the rank and file membership they're paying twenty five thirty bucks of their hard-earned money, and being an NRA guy, you may be working, um, you know, at a at a gun store, not making a ton of money, at a gas station, at a factory job. You may be an engineer. It doesn't matter. It's your hard-earned money going to pay for stuff that Wayne LaPierre squandered it on. <coughs> and I've mentioned this before because what's happened is that um, they have gone – uh, from, I want to say, spending most of their money on policy items and education programs and safety programs and things like that, to ha- spending like 40% of their money every year on lawsuits defending Wayne LaPierre. So that's got to stop. And um, it, I don't know if he thinks it's all going to stop now because uh, because he stepping down well no that doesn't put an end to the uh your trials and tribulations that you've got out there okay so what's happened uh in the last five years nra revenues have fallen by 40 percent net assets have fallen by 81 percent all because of what's gone on with the and actually the ila's budget which is the only portion of the nra that i was still supporting even though I am a lifetime member, I am a um, pistol, certified pistol instructor and concealed carry in the home uh, CPL instructor, and I, I very much value those certifications. But I was so upset with the way things were going and how they, their focus was. And now, hopefully, and this is interesting because there's several stories going on on this. I don't intend to spend the entire hour talking about Wayne LaPierre, but uh, they said this is actually a good thing. If people think this is, what is her name, Letitia James? <coughs> Gosh, I'm, I'm coughing here today. Uh, Letitia James, the, uh, the, pro- the prosecutor in uh, New York that wants to have the NRA dissolved. Well, I'm sorry. One bad leadership role doesn't mean that that five million or seven million people lose their membership in an organization. It just means I think this is time for a good shuffling of the the top deck of you know. Think back to Charlton Heston. Think back to <coughs> um, presidents that we could be proud of. Okay, and that includes the United States compared to the one we've got right now. And so uh, what what they're overlooking is this could be something that re-energizes the NRA. It could mean a grassroots upcoming, uh, you know, uh, I want to say new leadership, get rid of those, so many of those directors. You get those in the magazine. When you're a life member, you get a, a ballot to vote on directors. All of those are... Um, kiss ass. Um, I could say kiss ass on the, yeah, right. Derek is saying it's okay. Uh, they are kiss asses to, um, Wayne LaPierre that would just do whatever he wanted. Well, now if we can, uh, have some mem- leadership change, uh, it can get back to the strong 
organization than it was for 100 years, okay? Just because one guy took it down doesn't mean uh, you have to dissolve the whole thing. And I want to say, you might say, well, this is indicative of the loss of power of the uh, gun lobby. Well, the gun lobby, you know how little that, I want to say how little money the gun industry actually uh, was lobbying with compared to what like George Soros and uh, Michael Bloomberg were using on anti-gun um, efforts out there. This will be an interesting thing over the next year to see how this goes. Um, I do also remember, and when the when the people are out there going, oh, this is, is indicative of the end of the gun culture in the United States, it's a, no. Remember that our gun ownership is at all-time highs, okay? Our gun ownership in percentage of households that own it, and especially percentages of new households that have uh, firearms in them, is greater than ever, okay? So, uh, no, it's not going away. It's just going to take a new shape, new form, okay? Uh, now, here I found this amusing, um, and it's, it's one of these things where— um, a uh, a liberal uh, journalist, I'll use that term loosely, uh, was all up in arms. Oh my God! They captured a picture of an Israeli news anchor photographed while she was on the air with a pistol in her pocket, in a, in a, not in her pocket, in a properly uh, maintained and uh, secured uh, holster. Okay. And it's showing a picture of her at the anchor desk. You can't see the gun. It's behind her. But um, it is. It's sticking out the bottom of her jacket. Well, actually, the jacket is stuck over the top of it so she can get to it really, really uh, quickly. Israeli news anchor Letal Shamish was photographed carrying a pistol in a waistband holster while on the air Tuesday. And it's, it's uh, inside the waistband holster. So um, it's... Uh, it's very interesting that uh, they they would start going, oh, my God, that's so terrible. You get into the story and you find out uh, she is both a, let's see, Daily Mail reported Shamisha's recent social media post have been focused on her shooting it at range and uh, urging Israels to get get your gu- Israelis to get your guns out, which, of course, they didn't have a Second Amendment, so everybody had to chip in and send things over to them. They bought them for the people, but uh, maybe now they'll, uh, they'll rethink that, um, that their Israeli constitution or whatever the document is that they use should probably have a Second Amendment in it. But this woman, she is both a news anchor and an Israeli Defense Forces reservist. Okay, <laughs> who has spent openly talking about fighting Hamas? Okay, so uh, she's wearing it for self-defense and the protection of her country, like so many other people do. Uh, but no, the media says, "Hey, you can't do that. You're in television. That, that's terrible." No, it doesn't. She's not flaunting it. You can't see it from the camera angles from the front. Only from behind can you tell. Concealed means concealed. Um. I, as with any other uh, week where there is news of shootings and things like that, um, you know, you got to stop and look at, at the overall picture. And so here we have, now, by the way, the new one in Perry, Iowa, at Perry High School, 
uh, was a 17-year-old boy who obviously couldn't own a gun. I, I mean, it, it, I don't even know where they came from yet. I would suspect a family member, okay? Uh, he, <clears throat> he decided, and by the way, he posted this, and people quickly ran to his defense. Oh, he was bullied and all, all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is that he came to school, he shot and, and killed, unfortunately, a sixth grader, and then the principal and a couple other people were wounded, and then he took his own life. And uh, the thing that will quickly, although it did not stop the left from saying, oh, well, we got to ban assault weapons, he used a pump-action shotgun, okay? One of those that even the anti-gun people say, oh, a pump shotgun, that looks like a hunting-type thing. Okay, yep, we're not going to complain about those, but that's what he used. And it said he used a small caliber handgun, which means probably had a 22. Okay, so he had a 22 pistol and a and a pump shotgun, and he did kill somebody. But it wasn't an assault weapon, and the handgun was was a small caliber handgun. They got to make a difference between those big, heavy caliber, mean uh, assault weapon like pistols. Okay. But no, this story's going to go nowhere because um, it doesn't fit the, the narrative. And we'll see what happens with the, the shooter and his mental history and all that kind of stuff. It's being hush-hush uh, out there. Now, what isn't being hush-hush, and I, I noticed this, oh gosh, it was this week. I cut it out of the Ann Arbor News because um, it was... It was uh, a subject that I've talked about before, and it's the This is um, talking about the university will open reopen Berkeley Hall, the site of the February thirteenth attack this semester. But some students aren't ready. Okay, and out of this, they've got and there's you know there's people talking about. Um, uh, you know, oh, we need to heal. We're still trying to heal. But how can we have our candlelight vigils? And, uh, you know, I want to say the time, it, I've said this before. I was in a shooting one time, one time, okay? And um, I want to say this, we're still trying to heal. And all this stuff, um, you know, 11 months later, um, things that when they when they talk about and commemorating the anniversary of things on the on the fifth anniversary, the tenth anniversary, the twentieth, all these kind of things. They're trying to elicit a victim. Oh my gosh! You know we're trying to heal. We got to cry, uh, sit and hold hands and sing kumbaya. And I'm I'm trying to say, you got to get over some of this stuff. We're not trying to still heal. We can't have classes in a historic big red brick building on campus because. We're still trying to heal. Well, what's it going to take for you to heal? I want to say uh, maybe uh, maybe you should just worry about your studies and stuff. Let's see. We've got Ed from Ypsilanti on the Iowa shooting and Wayne LaPierre. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Sounds like you're in good form. Uh, may you uh, get over that cough. I know the feeling, especially yeah. when you're on air. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have it till I got here. Must be something in the air at the <laughs> studio. Oh, so. no. So, <laughs> so anyways, concerning LaPierre, it just occurred to me while you were talking that 
perhaps. I mean, I keep turning off the, the calls from the NRA people. You know, can you, they just got one this morning. Can you give money? Can you give money? And I tell them no. And now I'm thinking I'm going to call them, and I'm thinking a number of people should call them and say, you know, I'm going to give you 20 bucks just because Wayne LaPierre is shutting down. And when they see a massive uptick in giving just because Wayne LaPierre is resigning, maybe they'll get the message. It's not like giving your life savings to them, but it's sending a message that counts. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where uh, I want to say I used to do things. I mean, I'm a lifetime member, but I also used to give things. And, you know, they ask for money and you do it and all that kind of stuff. And I just totally dried up on that stuff when the whole Wayne LaPierre thing came about. I'm still proud of what they have accomplished over the hundred years they've existed, okay, but they sure went off the trail uh, these last couple of years. And I think, um, they, like I said, their uh, uh, their revenues are down forty, fifty percent and stuff over. And and new membership was way down too. So maybe this I'm will bring afraid, it back. I'm afraid ILA money is not being used to defend them in New York, and so that's a concern. That I don't want to see them go down. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, concerning that shooter, I haven't followed the details on it, but I'm just wondering, is that another tranny shooter high on tranny drugs that decided to kill people? They they haven't said that yet. No, they, they won't, no. will they? No, well, that's why they tried to hide the manifesto from the Nashville shooter, too, because uh, she was talking about killing all the cracker kids and stuff, even though she was a cracker kid herself. But uh, And there was but, another shooter recently, and it's not coming to me, but he was a tranny also. But yeah. it wasn't. I don't know if it was this. I don't think it was this one. But it was no. one just before this. I, I mean, think you know, put yeah. him on a list. Yeah, Jeez. I think they said. And actually, there were questions about the Uvalde shooting. If that was uh, well, that wow, okay. Jeez. But I don't. I don't know that to be true. He may have just been a a, a mental patient. I don't. Should have Certainly been. Certainly was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great show. Talk okay. to you later. Thanks, Ed. We'll Bye. see you. Have a good show today. Ah, so <clears throat> anyway, I was. I, there's a whole generation of um, now. I understand when guys are um, oh, I want to say when when people if you don't reflect on things, you know when we, we thoughts and prayers for the victims, blah blah blah. Okay, you there is compassion there and stuff, but there is an overdoing of it to keep it alive in the media. Having kids outside of Berkeley Hall having candlelight vigils because they're not ready. To, we're we're still trying to heal. Well, maybe it. Gosh, if if eleven months later you're trying to heal, uh, who are you seeing on this? I don't know. A guidance counselor? I don't know. No, maybe they'll just tell you that uh, you're the wrong gender or something like that, and you can move on. But the thing is, is that. Um, when I, I I mentioned this before, I was in a shooting at uh, the the Ford Wixom plant up in uh, uh, Wixom, Michigan, and we had one of our operating committee members, of which I was on the operating committee. Um, I was what was called the PVT manager, the plant vehicle team manager, and I managed a group of engineers there that that handled uh, all the day to day things with quality and engineering issues and things like that. And and we had twelve of us that ran the plant, and there were uh, it was a big plant. We had three different car lines and all that kind of stuff going, and uh, and and one of our guys, our plant facilities manager, was shot and killed in that that event. And he, um, 
He, you know, and he died in the arms of our controller who was holding him. Okay, and it was a very traumatic event for myself for everybody that was there. And we, when we had guys going through the building and and following the shooter to let everybody know where you could go to be safe, uh, it was traumatic. But you know what we did? That was I think it was a Tuesday. I think we had meetings on Wednesday and Thursday, just the operating committee meeting with the corporate people and stuff like that. And you know what we did on Monday? We started up and built cars again. Okay, 3,000 people came back and we started building cars again, 1,000 of them a day. Okay, well, that you got at some point, we're just trying to heal. Uh, that isn't, isn't enough, okay? You got to put on your big boy pants, pull them up, lace up your boots, and go back to work, okay? This is Dick Kupke at Trigger Talk Radio here at Wham Talk 1600 and 92.7 FM. I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Wham Talk 1600. Welcome back to Trigger Talk Radio with your host, Dick Kupke. Call now, 734-822-1600 to join in the conversation. And we're back. And, uh, gosh, moving on in stories here. Uh, interesting about um, civil disobedience in Illinois. Now, you know, I really wish I would have some more gun show, gun stuff to talk about today. I've got a couple things later on. But, um, uh, you know, what? Let, let's talk about something seasonal here. Uh, did Santa Claus get you anything under the tree for, uh, I mean, look, okay. I know that, that you're not going to probably get something from this. Well, some of the, some people get something from a spouse that, especially if they're a shooter that they know that the, the, they know what the other shooter wants and stuff. So occasionally, um, I wouldn't put this past anybody, but, uh, uh, there's been occasionally where something will show up under a tree and it says from Santa Claus. Okay. And you go, Oh my goodness, this is a heavy little box. Oh, Oh, this looks, this, it's shaped like a pistol. Oh, what is, uh, holy cow, a nice new 1911 from Santa. Okay. Who would have thought that he would know that that's what you want? Now you may have been in on that deal or something. I don't know. Um, Uh, so did you get something from Santa? Maybe, maybe you used, uh, I, I frequently, I give people permission when somebody goes, oh, I'm thinking about this caliber or this caliber. I go, well, why don't you get both? <laughs> okay. You got permission to do it. So, so, uh, did you get anything for Christmas? I don't know. Maybe ammo, maybe, uh, maybe a pistol, maybe a holster, maybe a rifle, maybe some magazines, anything like that. So, uh, let's hear what you guys got for Christmas. Okay. Uh, let's see, and then I'll begin talking about civil disobedience in Illinois as gun owners defy the registry mandate, okay? And this was as of uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, Illinois gun owners found in possession of unregistered assault weapons and large-capacity magazines could now face criminal charges. We all know about that, okay? While most gun owners acting in defiance of the law aren't advertising their refusal to comply, there are some who are not afraid to poke the bear, and that includes some Republican candidates for governor and stuff like that. Let's see. We have got uh, somebody's on the line. Oh, Derek is typing it in. Uh 
Mike from Arizona on uh, Wayne LaPierre and uh, Christmas gifts. Was your Christmas gift the fact that Wayne LaPierre resigned, Mike? <laughs> It, 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 that would that would be part of it, I guess. <laughs> uh, I I got a, a, a Sig Romeo uh, Zero Elite uh, Red Dot Sight ah. uh, for, for the P three sixty five X Macro that I got. Nice. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to get familiar with it. It's uh, it's a little bit different than Iron Sights, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, it's interesting. Have you had any uh, red dots on long guns? So were you used to using them? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, on my uh, AR, uh, I've got a uh, an old uh, Bushnell red dot. Oh, okay. Uh, that's probably twenty years old at this point, but it's still it's still chugging along, <laughs> uh, and it's very very useful. I, Dick, I, I wanted to just mention something about uh, uh, Wayne Lapierre. The fact that he resigned, um, and now I'm doing this from memory because this, you know, the case kind of the whole Wayne Lapierre issue broke about three years ago. Right. But if I recall correctly, his thousand dollar an hour lawyers put together a quote unquote golden parachute for him. That is like unbelievable. Uh, he's going to make more money in so-called retirement than he's making right now. Uh, and also, if I recall correctly, uh, uh, it included legal payments for the rest of his life. And, you know, the other thing that was kind of bouncing around my head is that, you know, there are some aspects of retirement plans and trusts that uh, these execs put together that are exempt from lawsuits. Uh, so I wouldn't doubt that this was a uh, this this wasn't like a change of heart by Wayne, uh, but rather uh, a, a very crafty kind of a legal move to protect his assets and to protect his position uh, going forward if he should lose the case. Yeah, I I would not put that past him, and I I want to say. It, it would be interesting. Well, now I'm actually, maybe I'll go, I'll start rooting for Letitia James then because I don't care how much money he has. If he, if he's in prison, <laughs> he's somebody's <laughs> girlfriend. Okay. So, exactly. so, um, but, or maybe there's, uh, you know, there's all sorts of things that they can write. Well, this can never be, have a lawsuit against it. Well, maybe, maybe not. You know what I mean? That's, uh, right. So, uh, but yeah, I should have thought about that. That that I'm sure he has a an amazing golden parachute, and yeah. all those directors below him that that adore him, um, probably voted to approve it. Whatever you know, retirement package that they could bundle for him. So oh, I, I, you know, as an ex New Yorker, <laughs> I realize how corrupt the whole system there is, uh, and whether you like Wayne or not, and I personally don't particularly like him at this point, but, uh, uh, you know, Letitia James is as corrupt as you can get. She yeah. is a, uh, I have to be careful because I'm on the radio. Yep. But yep. She is no, a, I know what you're arrogant, saying. She is an arrogant uh, uh, leftist 
that, uh, you know, is looking to get further in the world. Yeah. You know, the talk, the talk when I was there was she, she wanted to run for governor, you know, and this, yeah. is, this is her uh, stepping stone, yeah. you know, is Trump and, and the NRA. Yep, and that that's the only thing that um, I would um, say would be decent about the, well, getting, and I mentioned this earlier, getting rid of Wayne LaPierre, whether he walks away with bundles of, uh, as Theron would say, Scrooge McDuck bags of cash going along. But, um, but I want to say, uh, even if he's gone with a bundle, uh, it, this could re-energize the membership to, to take it back to what it was. And there are people that would like to do that. So, Oh, for sure. You know, they, you mentioned it. They've been around for 150 years. And, and they've done a lot of good uh, for the shooting sports and for two-way rights. Uh, and they've just been diverted for the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and if they get back on, on track, it will be a great thing. So. Yeah. And the people that so. come back and remain will be the hardcore um, people that are gun enthusiasts in the true sense of the word, not just for a political stance or something. So. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, happy ha- Happy New Year to you, uh, Dick. Thanks, and, uh, Mike. Happy New Year to hopefully you. Hopefully, it's a it's a it's a good year. <laughs> it's a good year that ends uh, maybe around November in a very positive <laughs> note. <laughs> yep. Okay. We'll see you later. <laughs> happy New Year out there. Uh, we have got uh, Ed Bondarenko uh, for, with, and he is calling back to talk about a Christmas gift from Sherry. Is that right? Well, you have Sherry Bondarenko. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see that. I read the the thing wrong. It said I thought it said Ed Bondarenko and wife Sherry talking about a Christmas. So it's Sherry. How are you? I always. Uh, well, I could be better, but really, I'm good because God is good. Yeah, yeah. So what did, did people you get should a, not get shingles ever in oh. their whole life? They should never get shingles because it can really mess up your body. I know several people that have had them in the last oh two three years, and it's like oh my god! Each time I hear about it, it's worse. So yeah, I've been I have the after effects of oh. it that have been going on now for a year and three months. Oh my. And it's it's bad news. Anyway, well, let's talk about I love a, the a Lord Christmas and gift. He's taking care of me, and Ed helps. And Ed wanted a new gun for Christmas, and since he doesn't have enough, I said okay. So he said, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> and so what I got for Christmas was I got my husband a new gun. Well, what'd you what'd you get him? Something real it's fun? A heritage. Um, Rough Rider 22 Cowboy Pistol. Nice. And since the name kind of goes along with his show, why not? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the uh, Your American Heritage and, uh, and a Heritage Pistol. Those are actually an outstanding gift and a great, uh, a great value gun, too. They're very nice. Well, he's pleased with it, so I'm glad. I'm happy for him. <laughs> Did he, has, he, has he been shooting it? He's, he has taken it to the range, yes. Good, good. Is he there with you right now? He's here. He's um, <laughs> doing prep for his show, oh, he's okay. here. Okay. So he, he doesn't he know that you... in already, so he... he can't call in twice. Oh, well, I, we make exceptions for, for certain people, connect, well-connected people. So, uh, okay. 
Well, good. I'm glad that, that you got a gun and that, uh, and what a great thing. And it's, uh, something that he will enjoy for the rest of his life. That's, that's always what's nice about it. So thanks for calling Sherry and, uh, best wishes on everything for your health. Okay. Oh, well, thank you. And did Ed tell you about our friend that was shot? Yes. The, uh, the yeah. Marine. He's getting better, but he needs a lot of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. When it, so it's good if we use guns the proper way. Yep. Yep. And anyway, it, I wanted to say hi and happy new year. Happy to new you year and to you, Sherry. You're doing well. Okay, thank you for calling today. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Oh gosh. Yeah, Ed got a uh, you know, I I've talked about those in the past. I'm a big fan of the uh, the 22 caliber revolvers. I like the uh, I have a Ruger single six, and I've got a couple of high standards that I think high standards. Actually, one of them is a Sears Ranger brand made by High Standards, so it's kind of cool. And uh, Heritage has these value priced guns that everybody's in love with. So uh, I'm I'm hoping Ed, if you had called in earlier, you should have told me. I or maybe I should have asked the question sooner. So. Uh, let's see. So, um, uh, we're talking about Illinois and Illinois has, as of the last day of the year, which was the day that, uh, they was, was the deadline for them to register there. And it's not just assault weapons. Okay. And that's just a semi-automatic rifle. It's whatever they call an assault weapon or a evil thing. Like they don't, oh, a flash suppressor. That's terrible. You know, that would be uh, just invite you to go out and shoot people by having a flash suppressor on it. Stupid stuff like that. And it really uh, worries it. And people are uh, moving guns out of the state. And there, uh, there's actually, I was mentioning, there's a number of politicians in the state that said, I will not comply. These Republicans, they've actually said that because everywhere but uh, where uh, Cook County and Chicago is and Springfield, everywhere but there, Illinois is a pretty uh, gun-friendly state, but their leadership sucks, okay? And uh, so now they're starting to stand up about that. And I don't know where that judge is <coughs> that said, I guess we'll see what the uh, response rate is, and if it's really bad, maybe I'll do an injunction against it. Well, it's 0.6%, judge. Okay, it's time to do something. You've got millions of people in in Illinois upset, and and uh, you are threatening to turn them into felons. Okay, because because you want to make political points. So I think that uh, uh, it's time for them, for that judge, and for the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, to step up and say this is not right. Well, if you want to bring it back to the Supreme Court, we'll uh, go over it again, just like we did Bruin case, uh, and, and make you undo everything. We'll do that. But what, until then, you're not going to be able to enforce the registration. That's what we want to hear out of Amy Coney Barrett, okay? Uh, very interesting about, uh, you know, Ohio became a constitutional carry state last year, or a little over a year ago. And uh, guess what happened? Oh, no, blood was running in the streets, and, and every, every uh, car accident was like a shootout at the OK Corral. No, that didn't happen. Okay, and actually, gun crimes dropped following the package or the passage of the permitless carry bill. 
Okay, a new study uh, conducted by the Center for Justice Research in partnership with Bowling Green State University found contrary to concerns of left-leaning politics, politicians, gun crime has indeed gone down, not up, in six of the state's largest eight cities, okay, since the passing of permitless carry, okay? Gun crimes decreased overall in eight cities when the numbers are combined. Gun crime declined as much as 22% in one city, Parma, Ohio, and 18% in two cities, Toledo and Akron. Only Dayton, and Cincinnati were the only two specified cities that saw an increase in gun crime. And that's probably increase in gang crime and other things like that as well, okay? But in general, again, uh, they're not, it's not having a negative impact on it. And here we go. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, who commissioned the study, noted that these numbers shouldn't, down, shouldn't be downplayed, the very real problems of gun violence in our cities, he said. The key takeaway here is that we need to focus on criminals, not responsible gun owners. Ding, 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 ding. Give that man a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, here's an attorney general that understands it. Uh, we've got Jim from Chelsea on uh, progressive fear of guns. Hi, Jim. How are you today? Hey, Dick. I'm doing well. Uh, I was listening years ago to an NPR program, and the gist of it was some guy who had a gun, oh, oh, but it was. I'll tell you what. I'm him. having a problem with my headphones. Um, let me see if I can get them to work. Okay. For some reason, I can't hear the caller. Oh, marginal. Okay, let's see. Nope, now I got nothing. No crackling, no nothing. I'm going to grab another set of headphones from across the way here. Hold on. All right. All right, Jim, while we're waiting on Dick, why don't, why don't you go ahead and, and mention anything okay. you, you'd like to mention to Dick? Derek, okay. can you put uh, it on yeah, here? I was just talking about why... Uh, liberals are so afraid of guns, and this w might be one reason. I, I listened years ago to an NPR program about some guy that owned a pistol, and he claimed that the pistol was talking to him to shoot people, and he ultimately got rid of the pistol. And it, that just goes to show you what kind of fruitcakes are out there that listen to this stuff and believe it, and that's why they're afraid. Huh. Well, you know what? I only got a little bit of that. I, I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm going to put it up on the air and listen to it afterwards. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting here with an equipment failure that's not letting me hear what, what's coming through over the radio. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I said my piece. I don't know if everybody else could hear it or not, but... Uh, I'm yeah. <clears throat> Everybody could hear you because I can hear you now. And Derek, it all went out, right? Yep. <clears throat> I'm I'm stuck here with holding this headphones in this jack and trying to. You know, it's like. Do you remember when you would uh, adjust an antenna on a TV and you'd be contorting yourself and somebody'd say, "There, don't move." That's what I'm doing right now, holding this this wire in a jack. So. Okay. Well, you'll figure it out. 
Uh, I'm losing it again. I am really tired of this. I don't know why this happens. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'm go I was... <laughs> I was uh, going to be able to continue to talk. Let's see if I can can hear any feedback through the um, through the headphones, or maybe I can put these headphones in another one. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, live radio. This is the best it gets. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So anyway, gun crime declined uh, again. What I was saying is the Ohio State. Uh, the Ohio Attorney General, Dave Yost, who commissioned the study, noted that these numbers shouldn't downplay the very real problems of gun violence we had in our cities. But here's the key takeaway. We don't need to focus. Uh, no. <laughs> the key takeaway here is that we need to focus on criminals and not responsible gun owners. So we'll remember that. Um, anyway, let's see. I have I started last week to talk about um, an item that I really enjoyed was the um, uh, I have this old gun and it's the uh, Remington 700 BDL and I was going to say actually I have an ADL and I want to say um, it is a tr uh, amazing tribute to a firearm now this the the 700 came out in 1962 which means it's what 64 years old now 63 or 4 years old and <clears throat> it's still one of the best rifles out there now there's a lot of fancy schmancy ones that you can get for thousands and thousands of dollars but uh the Remington 700 which was brought out as a um uh competitor to the uh, Winchester Model 70 has really stood the test of time. And actually what happened right about that time is that in 64 is when Winchester started um, thrifting some of their manufacturing methods and stuff like that. So people actually went cold on the Winchester 70 for a couple of decades there. Uh, and now they're, try they're trying to get it back. And, and um, I want to say... Uh, people are receptive to them and stuff, but the uh, the the Remington 700 has remained solid this whole time, and uh, with one exception, and that is something that you may or may not have uh, heard of. I, I've talked about it on the show in the past, but there was a, a settlement agreement where uh, Remington did a did a recall on the triggers because there had been some issues with. Um, in the field where uh, I want to say typically it was on guns that were not well-maintained, uh, meaning they might have had some rust in the action, dirt in the action, or whatever. And theoretically, <coughs> when the gun was taken off of safety, it, it might inadvertently fire, okay? And there had been some, some fatalities with that where somebody was pointing a gun at in a direction they shouldn't have um they either assumed it was unloaded or they got into the the um uh procedure of unloading the gun which on like a remington <coughs> if you're if you're going to uh, 
to unload an ADL, you have to run the bolt through the cycles four times to eject the, the cartridges. Uh, the BDL has a trap door on the bottom where you can just push a button and it, it'll dump into your hand. So um, I want to say there have been cases where people have, there have been fatalities where somebody was pointing a gun in an unsafe direction when they were going through um, the, the shell cartridges to eject them or when... Um, when just in general unloading the gun or gun handling procedures and they shot somebody in one case as i recall it was a woman who shot through a travel trailer and 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 killed her son on the other side of the trailer so i mean in that case you might think well that was a um a uh, uh unsafe direction that they had them pointed in well now i mean theoretically yes because it's not a brick building or something but uh hey derek you're gonna have to be able to give me um hand signals because i cannot hear any music or anything coming um at any rate um they so they they did a, a recall and replaced triggers on many guns now my my 700 had a trigger replaced on it before i bought it and so it's, it's not a dynamite trigger. There are better triggers, but it, it's safe now. This is Dick Kupke at Trigger Talk Radio here at Wham Talk 1600 and 92.7 FM. I'll see you next week.